Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the debut episode of the 2300 Pod. Nate Maxson, your host here from the We Can't Wrestle podcast, along with my brother Aaron. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. And the guy that probably knows ECW better than either one of us, a man who's been on the We Can't Wrestle podcast a couple of times, Mr. Chad Austin. Thank you, sir, for being a part of the 2300 Pod. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I can't I can't wait to destroy some of these shows. <laughs> well, what we're doing in this in this show is we are going to uh, start at the beginning of ECW on the WWE network, which the episode is April 6th of 1993. And if all of us are still alive, what 7 8 years from now, we will finish up ECW. Every week we're just going to watch the shows. When we get to the pay-per-views, we will also include those. I think it's going to be fun to watch the territory from beginning to end. Oh yeah, well, well, I, I, I thoroughly agree because you're going to see a humongous difference mm-hmm. in '93. I mean, this is just um, April of '93. You're going to see a humongous difference come just October of '93. Yes, because that's when the- things are, are really going to change, and then you're really going to see uh, a definition of what ECW was about in April of '93. At this time, Eddie Gilbert is the booker, I believe. Is pa- Heyman even with the company yet? No. I didn't think no, so. Heyman, no, Heyman, he, uh, Heyman is probably, in my opinion, not on the payroll, but he's also probably a liaison for Eddie because mm-hmm. coming from the Continental days. Like, you know, he probably still talks to Paulie. But, yeah, Paulie's coming in. And it's not a whole lot of time before Paulie comes in right around this time here. No, because I, I, I remember just from from memory that because uh, we we see hot stuff incorporated start to begin on this show that we'll get to, but at one point you've got the hot stuff incorporated and the dangerous alliance are all like one faction kind of deal going on here coming up shortly, but we'll get to that when it shows up. Um, but I want to, like I said, I want to welcome everybody to the show. Those are the li- that are listeners of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Thank you for coming over. Uh, sometimes we might have Archie or Kyle or Chris from the We Can't Wrestle on here as well. It's just going to be a fun thing to do for all of you. The twenty three hundred pod. And if you don't know why it's called the twenty three hundred pod, look it up. I don't need to explain it to you. I'm not going to take my time to do that. Well, anybody listening to this show's probably already been there. <laughs> True. Yeah, wouldn't, True. Wouldn't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know how many? I mean, I can't believe how. I, I just imagine if that building really was around right now during COVID. Jeez, oh, <laughs> and imagine if Balls Mahoney was still alive. Oh my god! <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> so we'll start the show. It starts up with uh, Jay Sully. Uh, the announcer for ECW, along with the Stevie Wonderful character. Who anybody know anything about Stevie Wonderful other than no, that? I was going to ask Chad <laughs> if he knows anything about Stevie Wonderful. I have Dude, no I wrote idea. his name down. I wrote I his name no down. Fucking and just like, idea I got Wonderful is. I got nothing on Stevie Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if he was a worker. I, if I if I had my guess, and I just by looking at him, if I had my guess, I would assume he was probably a manager. That probably didn't make it as a worker, mm-hmm. and he could I, talk. I thought he was like Todd Gordon's like pool guy or something. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have easily been anything to Todd Gordon. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. 
Yeah, but Stevie Wonderful, I, I actually have a question mark right next to his name. And I was like, I dude, dude, I do too. Look, like, like Stevie <laughs> Wonderful, question mark. <laughs> I, I got him in the same sentence. I got him in the same like comment as Belomo, Nikolai, and Stevie Wonderful. <laughs> that shows me what kind of class this guy is. It, it, he, he's esteemed in. And, and I, I'll say this about Jay Sully, like, He's an, he seemed like he's an alright guy or whatever, but why like every sentence the guy has sounds like a question. <laughs> I don't I don't have any information on Jason. Terry Funk joining yeah, us like on everything, every time he talks it sounds like a question. Jay, I mean Jay Sully, I, I don't know because I guess he did TV and TV was always post produced. So uh, that's probably why I, I, I never had, I mean, I, at that time I would have never had an interaction with him anyway, because I, I was there towards the end of him, but yeah. I just never saw him. Like, like I don't know, six, the I don't know who the hell he was. Days. What's that? Like in the six pack Sully days, they start calling him six pack, six pack Sully or whatever. Oh, but no, yeah. I, you can tell me whatever <laughs> you want to tell me about him. I have no <laughs> idea where he came from. Like, but, yeah, it's, every time the guy talks, it sounds like he's asking a question. Well, I mean, I mean, the way I looked at it is Eddie Gilbert's taking this this guy's money. He's getting a payday. He's running a company on a shoestring budget. And look at all the talent that he's bringing in. It's mm -hmm. all guys that are already there. He's yeah. not spending a ton of money. Right. You know, Harry <laughs> Funk's probably the highest paid. I mean, Jimmy Snuka, I, he was probably lost and just showed <laughs> up there. And he was like, hey, brother. You know, and Eddie Gilbert this said, hey, you want to work a match? This is this is that, this is during that time period where Snuka just worked the East Coast, uh, letting or uh, with Metal Maniac putting him over. Pretty much was the <laughs> the gist of. Well, well we haven't even point. we haven't even got we haven't even got to that match yet. But I <laughs> I want to know who that girl was that just stood outside. It's like she yeah. was social distancing him in nineteen ninety three. I mean, he never mentioned her. Like he never said anything about her, and he 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 put over Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> so we get Todd Gordon coming in here with the we're going to have a TV title tournament. I, I never like that belt. It has no side plates. It looks weird. I have unfinished. it. Dude, I have it written right there. Belt has no side plates. Yeah, it just looks unfinished. I, I don't know. It's it's an ugly deal to me. What do you think, Aaron? Well, I'll say this um, for an inaugural show. At least, like right off the bat, they establish okay. This is our show, having a tournament. It might be for this shitty-looking belt, but <laughs> right at the start of it, we have the shitty belt. There's a tournament for the TV title, and we're going to establish that our top feud is going to be Terry Funk and Eddie Gilbert. Which you so can't go wrong with that. <laughs> which the opening segment does. It's in my, I'm not a wrestling guy. I'm just a fan. But if I'm a fan watching it, I'm like, you know what? They've set it up. They've told you exactly, basically, what's going on. And they, they didn't fuck around with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it wasn't like a lot of gaga. It was just like, here's this. We're having this tournament. And now Eddie's going to come out and try to trump Terry because he's saying he's the, the big star. And then it's like, no, no, you're not. Terry's a bigger star than you. And Eddie's upset about it. So I think this little segment at the beginning of the show was a good way to start it. 
Well, I love I, I love one of the things that Todd Gordon says, and this is what I wrote down. And I did write down the belt has no side plates. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, this is a big gigantic piece of concrete on some <laughs> fake leather. And but what Todd Gordon says, we are going to determine the ECW TV champion, and it's going to be ECW style. So what are you going to have a bunch of guys from the East Coast that work on the weekends just show up? You know what I mean? Like, and they, they, tournament, yeah. <laughs> they haven't they haven't defined they haven't defined what ECW style is yet. Right. They're just going to have they're going to have Johnny Hotbody, Tony Stetson. It's the, Rock, it's the Rock, journey, Rock Rebel. It's the Journeyman Championship. Of course, I can't believe Gino Caruso wasn't on there. <laughs> We do get Larry Winters later. <laughs> Legendary. Oh, I got gentleman. I got some notes about Larry Winters. <laughs> but I so did now, but I did oh, love I did love Terry Funk's suit. I'm telling you, his belt buckle looked like a title that Luther has held. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like that classic picture you see if in the could, magazine. Yeah, he, with the with the with the with the hands on the on the hips and the Yeah, he's got this belt on it. It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> like you're proudly defending that? <laughs> The ne- the first match of the show is the Super Destroyers against the Hell Riders, and that's oh, what uh, my first comment about Funk is: him and Hunter Q. Robbins the third have the same haircut on this night in uh, nineteen ninety three. Hey, hey, see, I wanted to ask this. I wanted to ask this because I've I've wondered this and I know you guys, uh, Chad. I know you didn't know anything about Stevie Wonder. Is there anything about Hunter Q. Robinson? I have no idea anything other than that. I have no fucking idea who that guy is, where he came from, what he did after. He could be dead for all I know. I have no. I'll tell idea. you. I'll tell you all I know, and this is brutal. <laughs> this is like, like this is brutal because I, I didn't want to say this about anybody, and it's not that he did anything heinous. It, it, nothing like that. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, like I, like I was coming in when he was going out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then I would hear people talk about him, and I'd be like, because at one point there was speculation that he was going to be my manager. Okay, because we we did a couple of interviews backstage where he walked up to me and was like, "Hey, I'm Hunter Q. Robbins the Third, or whatever, blah blah blah." And then everybody kept telling me, "All right, are you ready for this?" That he had bad breath, <laughs> like his breath was awful. And nobody wanted to be around him. Like, and I couldn't smell. I can't smell. So I really never knew. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, nobody wants to be this guy's friend. Because, like, if you were his friend, tell him your breast stinks, pal. Is that, why, is that why Funk called him Terry Hunter Q. Robinson the Turd? The turd, yeah. I, I wrote that down too. Because I, I wrote, I wrote. At first, I wrote, man, I wrote. Um, did Terry Funk say? Did Terry Funk say turd? Question mark. Yeah, and then I wrote Hunter right afterwards. The turd. And then I said, yeah, he did say turd. <laughs> Halitosis but, Q. Robbins. <laughs> but yeah, but that that was all I've ever heard bad about him. But I don't have I don't have any interaction with him. And I really felt bad for him for that. Like I really thought that was like, man, that's that's kinda unfair, dude. Like, you know, we all work together and you know. Tell yeah. the fucking dude. Like, you, buy, him, you buy him some Tic Tacs. Yeah. Yeah, you stink. Just tell him that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's but, managing the Super Destroyers. Oh, yeah. Do you know who they were by the chance? Oh, 
That's what I was going to ask. Who are those guys? I know who they are. One of them was a guy named Doug Stahl, who actually wrestled as a Super Destroyer before. Not big-time money territories, but right. like major independents. And the other guy was A.J. Petruzzi. I've heard his name before. For the WWF in the 80s as a job guy. Mm-hmm. I ended up working independent shows with him because he's, um, remember that fucking dude in the WWE? Oh, Jesus Christ. Gene, 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 Slotsky. What's his name? Snitsky. Snitsky. Gene Snitsky with the back knee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the Matt one clean. Um, yeah, that AJ Petrucci was like his uncle or something. And we worked on a bunch of shows together. And he was telling me how great Gene was doing and blah blah blah. And I'm like, so you're AJ Petrucci? Like you, <laughs> you, you can you can see yourself with a whole lot of beginnings of TV shows. You know, as the guy on the mat, right? <laughs> you know, like. Wow, I wish I had a career like that. <laughs> you know, every single week. You know, I'm on TV every single week. <laughs> every week. I, yeah, I'm the guy <laughs> whether, laying right there. Where but, I was say, whether, whether you just see the bottom of my boots or not, I'm the guy on TV every week. But yeah, but all them guys were just on their way out, man. And it, it, it was kind of sad to see for me. Um, but we are getting ready to... Uh, they come up to something that's that's I think is fantastic. But like, let me ask, and I'm a, I'm a novice, obviously, with like wrestling. I'm not a worker or anything like that. But like, when I watched this like Super Strollers Hellraisers match or Hellriders match, I might be wrong, but I thought the fucking ring looked really small. Well, how about this? I'll, I'll I'll tell you this right now as I'm looking like, at it, it right it now. It didn't look like a normal. It didn't look like a like a normal like twenty by twenty type ring. It looked really fucking small. It, it wasn't. And here's and here's the funny thing that I wrote down: Hell Riders equals question mark. I don't know who they are. And then I see. <laughs> and then I see HD Rider can only hit the ropes in an eighteen foot ring. <laughs> that that was an eighteen foot ring. And the reason why I know that is because. We used to use that ring for many, many, many years. And mm-hmm. I, I, wait, I guess maybe coming up in the near future, when you start seeing guys like the Wolfman yeah. on the show, that's because him and, him and um, Max Thrasher, Phil Lavelsberger is his real name, that was their ring. And they rented it to ECW. I love that ring. It's a bumper's ring. It's just, it's so old, nobody ever fixed anything of it. <laughs> you know, it, they just let them just fall apart. Mm-hmm. But it's a great bumpers ring, and it had cables. Like, one of the one of the earlier East Coast rings that had cables. Most of them had, like, boxing gym ropes and shit. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, that was, a, that was a good ring. But, yeah, the hell, they, when I saw that HD Rider guy hit the ropes, and he did the one-two t- turnaround step, I knew he'd only been trained in a in a small ring. So that that be- that begs me a question to ask because Aaron said us not being workers and you being when you say bumpers ring, is that because it's it, it's more it has more give? Is that what you're saying? Like it has more it has more give when you take the bump, or it's got a it's got a more forgiving give. Okay. Like it, you, you can bump pretty much anywhere in it. You ain't got a bump in the middle every single time. Mm-hmm. 
to get a good bump. And the ropes, to me, I like I, I like cable, but I also like the sponge around the cable. Like mm-hmm. you wrap it with the sponge and then you tape it up because you can really hit them hard. And I like that. I mean, you probably see, you watch them old WWE like openings of the shows where the guy gets thrown into them ropes yeah. and they go like way deep into the ropes, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, these are cables, so they are going to send you back, you know? Right back to the middle of the ring. So yeah, I like that because with the rope, you just can, you can almost kind of go like, "Nah, I don't think I'm going back." <laughs> Come get me here, man. Up next, a video about the Sandman. In yeah, yeah. Colors, and, and it's a bunch of his Memphis shit. Yeah, it was about. I, I have that written down. A lot of Memphis footage here. Well, that's but, uh, pretty much the best of the Sandman. <laughs> I mean, the best of that Sandman. Right, which actually I, I, it, I, it, it, in the in the video it actually shows Hack as being pretty goddamn decent in the ring, like he's doing moves and shit. Like I, I'm I, I'm I'm a nov I, I keep saying novice or whatever, but like I didn't know that. Shouldn't say I didn't know, but like Hack actually was a wrestler per se. Like he's doing like he's working with Lawler and. I think I saw Jeff Gaylord in the video and shit. I didn't know that Sam Man was... Well, who was the ring general in the match with Jeff Gaylord? I haven't worked with I, I can understand you telling me about Jerry Lawler. Yeah, Jerry Lawler can drag a, you know, a good match out of fucking anyone, yeah. but you said, yeah, with Jeff Gaylord. <laughs> well, he's in there with fucking Gaylord. I saw Gaylord in the fucking video. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> This video, it looks to me like basically they just put hacks like audition tape on the. Of course they did. The show, right? <laughs> <laughs> like this company's only had like what four shows? I mean, I'm guessing. And he's the champ. Like Sandman's <laughs> the champ. Well, don't worry because Tommy Cairo's under fucking feeded. <laughs> I mean, they, he, they, they mention that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and you're like, seriously, what, what, he, he had to have lo- lost in something. <laughs> Anything. Like, he's undefeated. Like, that's like his gimmick name. Yeah, but the Sandman thing, as soon as I saw the, the, the first glimpse of Sandman, I said, they're using the Memphis promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with the star in the back and everything. And, he, and I'm like, and, and the rib is, is this, this dude's got to carry this surfboard around with him. <laughs> like, every night. Like, I never you thought got, about, got, like, every time I, like, I don't want to say it, like, when I think of, like, Sandman, I don't think of, like, the Mid-South Coliseum, but here I am watching a fucking video where he's working the Mid-South Coliseum. I, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think of Sandman in the Mid-South Coliseum, like, those. No. I mean, unless you've, no, unless you were in my mind, you know what I mean? there. Like, then, unless he showed up there and you just found him laying there somewhere. <laughs> and then yeah. there's, another, there's another piece of trivia. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there ha- Dave Brown has been on ECW <laughs> in the background of this video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sandman, like, that was at a time, man, honestly, like, people like Sandman Taz was there, Sabu was there, Van Dam was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there was many more guys that came from out of that same, you know, uh, cut out of that same cloth from, you know, the ECW guys. I'm sure right. there was. 
But the deal was the like Axel was there, Ian was there. Like they only lasted like you know you can get like um, maybe two months out of it. Mm-hmm. You do you do you do a month of beating of beating up the fucking job guys, you know. Oh I man, I'm sorry, you can't say job guys anymore. The, the <laughs> enhancement talent, and then you do a loop with the um, the stars. And if you're not going over, then you're losing every night. And then right. afterwards, you get the the hotel room. That's why I used to like to unplug my phone in my hotel room when I was working in Memphis because that way they couldn't call and fire me. <laughs> couldn't, yeah, avoidance. Way, yeah, because they, they would they would call me. They would they would call you at like ten o'clock in the morning, and then like because they knew you were going out and get fucked up. And I was like, I'm not answering the fucking phone. I'm not plugging this bitch. <laughs> and then I would call like uh, whoever the guy working in the office was. He's like, Hey, what's the dates? Well, he only got like one date for you in December. And I'm like, Well, it's October. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? But yeah, that's that's the way that's the way it works, man. But yeah, Sandman was there. He he had his run. Like everybody gets a everybody gets a run with Lawler. Sandman mm-hmm. got his run with Lawler, and apparently he didn't leave a bad taste in Lawler's mouth because he worked with him again, I believe, in ECW later on. Yeah. So, so but what about what? But what about the Cosmic Commander? Ah, yes, I have yeah, yeah. on my notes. Cosmic <laughs> Commander, Dollar Store, Dollar Store Grand Wizard. <laughs> I wrote. Um, yeah, the TV tournament with Tommy Cairo versus Sal Balomo with the Cosmic Cookie. <laughs> cosmic Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> was that oh, sign love... guy? Was that sign guy Dudley in that getup? It looked like him. Yeah, to me. I was... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was because I. Do you remember the show where Funk wrestled Gilbert, and it was ECW versus WWA at the Philadelphia Hotel? Mm-hmm. Well, he, that's where I met the Cosmic Commander, and I just thought he was just some fucking goofy dude. But then he, he had, had like a, a he had like a big stupid. In this thing, he had like a big stupid fucking. Like turban and like yeah, his head glasses. He was the grand wiz- He was the grand wizard. <laughs> because he was he was trying to be the grand wizard, but I mean, when I met him, he wasn't a bad dude. I I got to tell you, he wasn't a bad dude. Mm-hmm. But I was just going like, you're the grand wizard, you know? Like, and where the fuck did you buy that fucking thing at? <laughs> <laughs> on your head? Because I want one. Did they have spirit like Halloween back then? Okay. I'm- like a make a wish kid. I, I I don't understand why he really didn't go um like uh, uh, even a little bit further. Mm-hmm. You know, like why didn't probably Paul his bring stupid him hat and dumb glasses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, never mind. Uh, but, <laughs> but during the but during the Cairo Belomo match. Did you did you see how he said it, it's presented in its original form due yeah. to like whatever? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it had a couple of tracking issues. Like they're really bailing out on that. Like for now on, every time I send somebody a tape or a DVD, I gotta I gotta send a disclaimer. <laughs> like sorry, it presented it presented in the most original form. Yeah, then I got it. It's like fifth generation. It's been passed around since nineteen eighty three. And, and you you expect me to send you some like I'm gonna air this quality? It's not my <laughs> fault they don't fucking keep their shit. And see, th- like with this match, I'll say this: like the if, if we're gonna get into the match, like Tommy Cairo, I actually really like Tommy Cairo. Me too. Me too. 
I wish I wish he would. I wish I don't want to marry him or anything, but I just really like. I like Tommy Cairo, and I don't understand why he never had a shot. And if he did, I don't remember it. But I don't. I don't know why the guy never had a shot in like WCW or WWE. Dude, I actually, I actually had to work him, and he had to put me over. And we'll we'll come across that on the on the ECW review show. And I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't think I deserved, I didn't. I didn't think I deserved it. I was like, "What are you talking about? This is, you know, <laughs> this what the fuck?" And Paul, you know, I think what it was was I think he was too much um, into the family thing. I, I mean, if I had to guess, and, mm-hmm. and that to me is probably so he was like a, like a home setter. Yeah, I think I think that's what it was because he didn't want to put it in the time, and I don't know if he had any financial. No interest in the company. I don't know, but yeah, right. I I actually didn't want to. I didn't want to put a go over on Tommy Cairo when I, when Paulie said, it, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, I think like I think like like I think like a ninety four, ninety five Tommy Cairo. Yeah. He might have not been like the WWF like Intercontinental Champion or something, but he could have been a a good like worker in the company. Yeah, put him on the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, like give give him a small downside, you know, and then throw him on the road so he can make some extra money. You know, I, 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 he's a good hand. That's what you call him, right? Yeah. And in this match, like, why did they feel the need to protect Salbolomo and have him get counted out? I don't understand <laughs> that. <laughs> I thought it was funny the whole match that Terry Funk called him Salvador Belomo. The whole match, he's Salvador Belomo. <laughs> I don't know for some for some reason somebody there. I don't know if Todd and Sal had some vested interest in Sal's whatever. Like he was like the guy who's the guy like from Pinocchio that made Pinocchio. Geppetto. Yeah, he was like Geppetto because he. <laughs> Like he he like made all these like wood carvings and shit out of his garage and stuff. <laughs> well, they have and, that. There's an episode of WWF Tuesday Night Titans where he makes that boat or whatever. Like he okay, he, well then you're <laughs> not lying then. No, they, like, no. There's it's it's actually throughout the whole episode. He's just sitting at a table making a boat. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he made all he made <laughs> all, all these making the little fucking boat out of the yes. WWF magazine. Yeah. Yeah. He made all this That's stuff for all these kids and stuff. Like he ran like some jabroni to- toy store where he made all these like, you know. And crap. later on, when he's he's wearing the stupid helmet and he's like throwing the fucking stuffed animals out of the kids, <laughs> Sal Belomo's fucking terrible. I, I I will say this: I really wish that Sal Belomo would have been one of the guys that Eddie that Eddie would have or Paul would have kept because he really did go crazy. <laughs> like when, when Bob Backlo went crazy, mm-hmm. like Sal Palomo was. That was right there with him. <laughs> yeah, they, they, them two just—they they were in the same car. <laughs> Look, well, okay. In this match, let me ask something about this guy, right? And this is a guy that I used to read about in like PWI and everything. And Nate knows because Nate's older than me, and he's my brother, and he knows that I. Had a little bit of interest in this guy, and I wanted to know if Chad knew anything about him. Wrestler gets involved in this match, 
Is there any stories on Johnny Hotline? Oh well, yeah, you can. Well, we're going to cover that one shortly. <laughs> I, I can tell he you that. He gets involved in this Tommy Cairo Sal Balomo clusterfuck. He gets involved in it. I, I, oh, I that didn't last too long because once we get to him wrestling me. That's the last you're going to see of Johnny Outbody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not my fault. I, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, like I did this spot to him where we, we, I was a job guy. I mean, I'm sorry. I was talent enhancement. God damn. <laughs> get myself, a, get myself some fucking credit over here. But I, uh, I had this spot where I did the flip off the top rope, like, the, like to the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, the dive. Just a big fucking dive. And um, I got up on the top rope and went, wait till we get to the episode and you see my hand where I'm kind of like massaging the ring post because I, you can just tell I'm not comfortable because of how far down it is. Because the <laughs> ring apron was like way higher than everybody else's ring apron. And I wiped him out with the dive. I mm-hmm. crushed him. Like I just wiped him out because we didn't have pads. I just did the whole entire flip off the top rope, and it, it was way more than 15 feet. <laughs> it it would have had to have been. It would have had to have been closer to probably 17, 18 feet with apron and everything else and how big the – yeah, it was brutal. And I crushed him, and I felt so bad. But, you know, he was okay, and then he kind of pushed me in the ring, and he gave me the stump – Buster thing where you, you know where you sit on your head and pull your leg up. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul liked my dive so much that he cut the finish out and pretended like Johnny Hotbody was knocked out. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh boy, I'm going to get heat. I'm going to get heat for this." But we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get we'll get to that one <laughs> because I, I I did have to work him again. <laughs> and he probably wasn't too pleased. <laughs> Ew, that's an that's an L. <laughs> so, up but, next, but, we, oh, but, but you know what we got coming up next? We got Johnny oh. Hotbody, or not Johnny Hotbody? We got Rock and Rebel next. Rock and yeah. Rebel. Rock and Rebel. I'm not going to try to interrupt anybody. I'm going to say this, and I know that um, it's probably not the uh, most popular thing to say because of uh, they shit ended with him or whatever, but. In my opinion, taking away everything from the end of it, fucking Rock and Rebel, in my opinion, was a great fucking heel. I love fucking Rock and Rebel. And I don't know why, I don't know why that guy, and I, I know I said it with like a couple other people, like with like Tommy Cairo, but. Seriously, I'm saying with like Rock and Rebel, I think that guy should have been a bigger deal than him than what he was. What in ECW or in the business? In the business, and no. ECW in general, but just in the like, like no. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> no, but go ahead. Tell me why you think he should have been. I just think he had a he had a good build, and he had a great. I shouldn't say. I don't want to say great, but he had a good delivery, and and in my opinion, as a fan, he performed well in the ring. I I just think I I enjoy watching Rock and Rebel 
in the ring, and I enjoy watching his promos. Well, I'll say this. And I am, was, and always will be a good friend of Chuck, on whatever the circumstances are. I inducted mm-hmm. him to a Hall of Fame. And I had the right to fucking material for him, and believe me, I buried him. Yeah. And this is when, while he was still alive. If Chuck was as good in the ring as he was of pissing people off, <laughs> he probably would have gotten the job. He just insisted on just being a dick. Well, that's like, what I'm asking. Like, like, is that the reason why he didn't get more advanced in his career? Like, was he like, like? I don't, I don't understand. What I'm trying to say is like, fundamental, fundamentally, and promo wise, and everything like that. It, like, it seems like the guy had everything going for him. Oh, he, had a, he, had a, he had a very, very deep. He had a very good, very good look. He, he had, um, he had all the the verbal talent. He just was a dick, like, and he wouldn't take anybody's, like, you know, you know, advice or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, like, and, and his gimmick was is that he owned the license. If you watch ECW, and we'll, and we'll get into this, and we'll talk about it as we go along, that the more and more you see ECW shows come on, and you're going to start seeing the guys like Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson and them guys weed out, you're going to notice Rock and Rebel's still there. Yeah. Because he had the license for Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. So Paul had to use them. <laughs> so when, once Paul got a could finally get a license is when he kind of bailed him out because Rebels, dude, I, I love Rebel, but he he is a dick, like he really is. Like he'll he'll sabotage a match, you know. He'll fucking rib you. He'll do he'll do all that shit. So yeah, he rubbed people the wrong way, but not me because we worked a lot, a lot mm-hmm. around each other. Like, like I said, I wasn't trying to like knock the guy or say anything, no, anything no. against him. I was just saying like I I. And now that you've said that he kind of had a um, um, attitude problem, attitude problem. <laughs> that might was, be the reason a- why that maybe like the WWE was or WWF time wasn't like, hey, let's use Rebel. You know, he might have been. Pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he did TVs. There's got to be some tapes out there of him doing TVs because there's no chance they would have not taken a look at him. They right. would have had to have. But I mean, I'm just reason, saying, but what I'm saying is the reason they wouldn't have went further with it was because he wasn't like a conformist type thing. Yeah, he wouldn't have, like he would have been like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> like not a whole not a whole lot of people say "fuck" more like, than me. Why the fuck do I have to put over doing? Yeah, what the fuck? Like that it's type what of the thing. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's that kind of thing, and you know, you know, you got to conform in that environment, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a, I, I really, fu- I even put on my notes that I'm a huge rock and rebel fan, man. I think that guy, if, if he would have, now that I know that you said he wasn't like a conformist, but like if he would have been like a good citizen or whatever, it, it, I think that guy could have been a bigger deal. In my opinion. Of course, he could have. I mean, he had. He, I mean, I mean, it's 
even if he wasn't, he was close enough to 250 pounds that he looked like he was 250 pounds. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that mullet, come on. That's a, that, that's a mullet. That's a fantastic would, mullet. He has oh, a fantastic yeah. mullet. You would have to get some sort of. You would have to get some sort of illustrator, and you know, <laughs> and, and draw that mullet on because it was fantastic. And when he would fluff it, and he would stand there, and like, yeah, but he, but he was Chuck, you know, and he would, but he was from like what got me was he was from the rock and roll capital. Yeah. Yeah. He was from fucking like Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. <laughs> or or somewhere close to that. But yeah, I mean I I love Chuck. He, he just yeah, he would have just never worked in a in a in a major league locker room. You you like, guys had a you guys had a good conversation about Rebel. What I'll say about him I think is to what Aaron said, I think I think he he like to that, if he didn't have the, he just he he did he was really good at exuding heel heat. Like, I mean, he could have been a heat seeker, you know. It was and, real heat. It was just really. <laughs> now that I know it was real life. <laughs> so he has, a, he has a match here with uh, Tony Hitman Stetson. Yeah, and um, I wrote. I wrote. My note says tore it down. <laughs> and then I have a couple of smiley face emojis. So apparently they must have tore it down. And maybe not. <laughs> uh, Stetson, eh, East Coast guy. To me, just I don't know. Not a fan of that dude. But I don't. I guess I've never. I've never seen enough of him to be a fan or not a fan. He's just kind of there to me in these shows. I don't know if you knew him or not, Chad. Tony Stetson. A team with him against. Uh, uh, I think nine one one. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Like no, I don't think it was me and Tony against nine one one. I think it was me and Tony against like D like Donnie Allen and like Joel Hartgood and then nine one one came out. So what we saw on T V was just the nine one one stuff. <laughs> More than like No, no. It, they, because I well we'll 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 get to it. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember there was a there was a night where Paulie put us together on purpose and he wanted us to fuck up. So the crowd would yell nine one one. Okay. And and he put and he literally put me in charge of booking the match. And I was like, This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a couple of fuck up spots where we kinda run into each other and it looks terrible. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I mean you, you know how a bad spot goes, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then we were gonna <laughs> do that and then we were gonna make it look like we were just we just got lost and then um and then Joey Styles was going to be was going to be yelling how bad the match is, and then the crowd would just start yelling nine one one, you know. And then like literally, I, I couldn't have been so happy happier because Paul was like, "Chad, I, I want you to book this," you know. And Tony's was around longer than me. Right. Donnie was around probably just as long as me, and probably worked as more than me. And I don't even know the other guy, honestly. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was the way it was. But wait till nice. we get to that and you watch it. Because we did we did just enough. Like we didn't make it look like independent wrestling fake. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um so now we have the superfly, Jimmy Snyder. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Um and I'm sure we'll get to the last time you were on the show, or not not the last time, maybe the second to last time you were on the show. You told us your story about your uh, situation with Snuka. Next last time you're on, we can't wrestle, so we'll save that story for the uh, the 2300 pod listeners for 
when we get to that. But Superfly here, um, being a heel, and I know for me, being a guy that was born in 78, I became a fan around 83 when I was five. To me, in my brain, before I got older and started watching older stuff, Snooka was always the babyface Jimmy Snooka. So seeing him as a heel in ECW was kind of weird for me back then. You know, I, I hadn't experienced. I don't think he even knew he was a heel. <laughs> like you said, he probably didn't even know where, where he was at. <laughs> no, like, he, like you know, he probably, I mean, when, like, do the math. When would him and Eddie Gilbert have, when would their paths have crossed? I don't know. Never. What territory? <laughs> like, never. I don't... Unless, well, we, I mean, maybe I, late, like in the early 80s, WWF, maybe? When, when I have Eddie a match, and, when Eddie and I have a match from like 1990, late 91, early 92. It's a tag team match. And it's Eddie Gilbert and somebody against Jimmy Snooker and somebody. And the two the two somebodies and this local somebodies. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe they even got in a ring together. But that would be the only time that I can picture them, like, their paths crossing. Right. Because, you know, their territory that either one of them's been in, they would have been in there at the same time. Like I said, the only I could think of, and I'd have to go back and look at time frames, Eddie was in the WWF or the WWF in what, the early 80s. He did that tag team with Henning. But I don't know. Yeah, but he was a. Well, yeah, you're right, but I, but when he when he came in with Snooka, a heel or babyface, uh, I think he or was, was still it right in the middle him. of the change. Yeah, I think he was still with. Uh, he maybe it's when he was with. Was he with Albano? I don't even remember. Now I'd have to go back. Sorry, guys, what are you talking about? We're talking about Snooka and Eddie Gilbert. Honestly, honestly, I don't think that. Um, I don't think that Eddie Gilbert had any interaction with um Eddie Gilbert in that time period because I think they were going on two separate paths. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had no interaction until fucking Eddie came out and said, hey, Jimmy's part of Hot Stuff, Inc. now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't believe he didn't call me. <laughs> if, if the first guy you're looking at is, is Jimmy Snooker. I mean, I, who was coming out next? Jimmy Valiant? I know I took myself out of the conversation here for a minute, but let me ask ask a question. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either one of you. Um, at, this is the inaugural ECW episode, and Chad, you could answer this better than either one of us. Who would you get? Who would you say is more important? Like if 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 you're looking at it as at, at a wrestling standpoint. Who's more important as a star as, okay, this is our show. This is what we're doing. This is who we got. Who's more important? Jimmy Snuka or Terry Funk? Terry Funk. If that makes sense. I would have thrown Sal Bolomo in there. <laughs> <laughs> you saw him as much as anybody else. Uh, I mean, uh, the show closes with Bolomo. It starts. Yeah, I, I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, me okay so that, well i fun. think um i think um all right this is kind of hard to say like oh without fucking people's names off because i don't want it to be that way but i think jimmy snooker served his purpose by being there mm-hmm. i think he got a i think that gilbert gilbert and todd got a, a good deal 
from Jimmy for various reasons. And I think that Terry Funk was their long-term go-to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're booking it, okay, it's like I have I have this group of guys, and now I have these two established stars. Like, so you'd say that if you're looking at it as this is the guy that I'm going to get people to keep watching, it, it, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Is well, it, yeah, but – you see how they're starting Funk out as an announcer. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's how... And how do you want to, who, whose idea do you think that was? You think that was Eddie's idea, or you think that was Terry's idea? I think it was probably Terry's idea. Yes, it was Terry's idea. And, and, and as soon as Gilbert heard it, he said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it. You know, because they build... Like, it's, it's like... I mean, did you guys ever play with Legos? Did you never? Did you know, yeah. Did you know? Did you know how to build that gas the gas station Lego <laughs> set in a minute? No, it took you like a weekend. You're like, how the fuck do you build this? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, hey, how we're gonna the, have. How does the nozzle even fit? We're yeah. gonna have we're gonna have Funk and Gilbert have their problem, and then we're gonna build the like Funk and Snooka is what I thought they were doing. I and. And, and they might get there. I don't remember if they do or not. But yeah, I, I, I just I, I don't think Snooko was ever, ever, ever figured in like long term. Mm-hmm. I think he was just a name you throw on the poster. And you know what I mean? You know because wait, you'll see Road Warrior Hawk. Wait till you see Road Warrior Hawk. Well, okay. I would say, and 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 as time goes on, Don Morocco, same boat. Yeah, and, and what are the? Well, I mean, if if you want to name run down the list, yeah, you, you see them all, but you know. They all never, none of them had long term. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just there. They were just names on the on the show because we have these other guys, and that was the good thing about the cleansing. Like when Paul took over, mm-hmm. like he well, knew how to move out. He knew, he knew how to move out certain talent and interchange it with you know newer talent because, like, dude, I mean, like, we're we're getting ready to talk about um. Well, I had a comment about some cameraman you just see creeping in the middle of Jimmy Snuggins' interview. <laughs> he just comes sneaking through. But then um, there's a Larry Winters match that's on, like, next. Yeah. What's against Snuka? Snuka. What's, uh, that was against Snuka? Okay. Yeah. Well, Larry Winters was there from the early days of the tri-state areas, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you know, who, who, like, he was there from the, you probably never even heard of the NWL. NWL? No. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember seeing Larry Winter's name in PWI 500s, and then of course get to ECW, and I saw him on there. But yeah, other than that, I don't. I didn't know a whole lot about the dude. <laughs> well, there was a there was a company in like New Jersey, Philadelphia area called NWL, and you remember Damian Kane? That yes. Name yeah, Damian Kane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ran the company. He was with run- Alexandria. What's that? And his manager was at Miss Alexandria. Oh, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. And he had the bad crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Miss Alexandria, I don't know. Was, <laughs> he, was she really Miss Alexandria? Was that like a was that like a beauty contest thing? Well, I think that was her he had a ballet or whatever. I think that Oh, oh a girl a, a gimmick. All right, I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. But he ran a company in, like, Jersey and, like, Philadelphia where he would bring in Brody and, like, Abdullah and the Sheik, and that's where Goodhart got his start. It's called the NWL. 
okay. I think I think it's on YouTube. If not, it's called Scar Wars. Is the episode, and I, if if you can't find it on YouTube, I have it. But that to me is like the fucking is the is the Flint from the whole entire East Coast. You know what I mean? The spark. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? We're all bloodthirsty, and then you get good heart coming out there with the fucking Sheik and Abby. Like, these people are paying twenty dollars to see these two fucking guys that are in their fifties, late fifties. <laughs> yeah, like, I was gonna say pushing. Just 60. walk around the ring, like walk <laughs> around the ring is all they're gonna do. You know, I'm like what the fuck? But these people love that kind of shit, and that's the kind of shit these people love. So they're gonna pay for it. So right, Eddie, Eddie Gilbert figured out how to like look. Some of these guys are halfway decent. Some of these guys aren't. And then the deal with Eddie and Paul, I don't have any information about that. So there, you can't serve me enough fireball to get me to talk about that shit because I, I got nothing on, on I got nothing on that. Now I don't even want to know because my life could be in danger if I knew too much about that. But well, I yeah. thought, oh, yeah. I thought, um, but after watching like the snooker uh, and the uh winner's match, I really thought that, that Stetson could have been a better character. Mm-hmm. I thought Larry Winters was a better worker, like, as far as taking his bumps, but I thought Stetson could have worked out better as, if somebody would have came up with a character for him. Right. You know? It, you know, moving on, because, but neither one of them, the only two moving on they did was they moved on from the arena back to their fucking houses. <laughs> they didn't go anywhere else. But then I wrote, oh, no. Right after that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here comes Sal. <laughs> well, that's he's one of the he's one of the stars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, kind of the bookend. <laughs> we got we got more Sal. Somebody wanted to push Sal Balomo at this point in time, and that must have been Eddie. <laughs> no, I do that. That was Todd. Yeah, Todd was probably a Sal Balomo mark. Liked him when he was a kid and wanted to do something with him. Well, I think because Sal had his little toy shop in the same neighborhood that Todd had his jewelry store. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think they never lost contact with each other. Like, when 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 Todd started thinking about rolling... Dude, I really wrote old though in real big letters. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm looking at it right now. I'm just going, Jesus Christ. And, and, um, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to take care of your friends. I mean, that's okay. No. no. Of course. I mean, because, you know, you think of the name. He's, Todd's like, yeah, Sabalama was a big name 42 years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but we can, we can resurrect it. And you know how <laughs> we're going to do it? We're going to put him in the ring against Hervé Renesto. <laughs> Renesto, <laughs> or 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 actually, I I I I, uh, I underscore the guy's name that he beat up because he's the guy that saves me from getting beat up by Stan Hansen <laughs> because he had two different names. Like I think when when he wrestled on this match when he was uh, when he was old note against Belomo, I think he was Hervé Renesto, and then. What the one night when when they brought me in and I, I, it may have been my debut night, it really could have been. And I looked at the lineup and it said Stan Hansen versus Chad Austin, and I went, <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'd have puked. Right? 
<laughs> I, I probably damn well could have. Because we'll, we'll get to this, because it somehow winds up in the opening of the TV show. So I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't me. And all of a sudden, I'm getting, I walk over to Stan, and I'm just like, hey, man. And he's, he tells me, he said, listen, I just want to tell you right now, I'm blind. Yeah. I can't see what I'm hitting, and I don't hit what I'm seeing. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> that fucking, that's very, very, you know, hopeful. And then, like five, like, five minutes before the match starts, I walk up to the thing, and I see my name scratched out, and it says, Herve Benicio. Benicio. <laughs> and then I look in the locker room, and I go, who the hell is Herve Benicio? Because I know that Paul's not going to send me out there as Herve Benicio. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Polish guy. You know? There's no way I'm a Herve Benicio. And then it comes to find out, it was, uh, it was Benicio... Renesto, whatever, <laughs> and <laughs> Stan ends ends up taking his uh, lariat and tying him to the fuck. You you guys have all seen the answer, yeah. The, the, yeah. Where he where he ties the guy to the ring pose and he's headbutting him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was supposed to be Chad Austin. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I don't hit what I'm seeing. I don't see what I'm hitting. Should be a T-shirt. That's a it's a missed opportunity. Oh. That's a great thing to say. <laughs> All you saw was my throat just go, oh, like, just, just <laughs> drop. And I just said, like, because he, he's on the list of the guys that I never, ever wanted to work. It's Hanson, Brody, Abby, Sheik. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of them lists. Like, I don't want any, I don't, I don't want anything to do with any of this. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't want you to fucking, like, you know, I didn't have a problem with New Jack because New Jack, I could possibly at least fall back. Mm-hmm. But the other guys, nothing was going to happen there. What was I going to do? You know? <laughs> so they were on my list of, like, what am I going to do against Abdullah? Say, no. You know, stop stiffing me, fat motherfucker. Yeah. Or I'll fuck you in the face. Uh, that wasn't going to happen. And your ribs suck, too, by the way, Larry. <laughs> but all, all in all, I thought it was... um. I mean, are we are we going to do a grade thing for this? Or? Well, I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask final thoughts before we wrapped up. Because um, my my final thought on it was watching this. You you're watching the you know you're watching the beginning seeds of ECW. But at this point, really, watching this show is almost like watching any other '90s independent organization. Like you were alluding to earlier, you got your guys whose names you put on your poster, and then you have your every show local guys and you know that it, it just it felt like in, in any other indie indie show i watched during that time period um and obviously that's going to change but you're right there's a you know we're, we're going to get to an, an exodus of a lot of talent here coming well, up and and well um i'll say my opinion before chad puts his on or i can vice versa i i would say this that I would say in this show, they, like I said, at the beginning of the show, they established their um, tournament. Okay, we're going to do, we're, we're having this tournament. And then we have these two big stars, Terry Funk and Eddie Gilbert. And we're going to have this feud. And this is the basis of what our show is going to do. And... Mm-hmm. Honestly, in this 
and I know it's 38, I'll say this, it's 38 minutes on the WWE Network, and 38, in 38 minutes, these guys did more than what fucking Raw does now in two hours and 38 minutes. Yes, uh, and, more, and, and it was more entertaining. And it was more entertaining. Like, they said, this is what the show is, this is what the feud is, and this is what the storyline going through is. So, they showed you more and did more in 38 minutes than what the WWE does now in two hours and 38 minutes, in my opinion. My turn? Yes, sir. Well, I kind of disagree with that because I think 38 minutes was way too short and there's no way you can put that up against three hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, three hours is still 138 minutes or two or whatever. It's 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 over an hour and a half, right? Or it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's I think it I think it rounds out at about 215 probably. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's 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 kind of like. They have to be really bad <laughs> and if you're going to do thir- if you're going to do more thirty eight minutes, which I agree they did a lot, but they, they had a they had a lot of production issues, not just with the um the WWE thing, but if you watch the timing of the show, there was still like six minutes mm-hmm. when it went off the air because they just kept leaving the graphic up there. Like, you know, like they didn't have anything else. They couldn't put a Hunter Q. Robinson uh, video or a promo video. But what I'm saying is they they still established a story that made you want to watch it again. Well, establish a story is not what they did. They planted a seed for a story because it was their first. It it was their first. I'll give you that. What's that? So I'll give you that. But I'm just saying, like, it it made me want to watch it again. Because yeah, because it's not like the show's been on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and everybody's mm-hmm. going, "Well, I wonder what Gilbert's going to do here," you know? Because it was the first show. It's like, wow, they're going to plant the seed. Oh, Gilbert's going to make this fucking hot stuff and hide. I think I'm in that hot stuff and hide international. I just, I just <laughs> haven't got a phone call in a while. Oh yeah, I forgot that he died like fucking twenty seven years ago. But yeah, but you know what I mean? It's just yeah. um, they had like some of the. The timing issues weren't there, and, and that's going to come. That's not a you know that's not really anything to really bitch about. That's going to happen. But yeah, you're going to start seeing all these guys getting getting like shipped away and all. But all in all, I would say it was a solid. I don't know. I mean, if we're doing one out of ten, I would do a six and a half. If I was doing stars, I would do three and I don't know quarter. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I mean, yeah, I, no, yeah, definitely. Sal Bolovo was, was, was that extra quarter. I got to see him out there a couple times. You know, no, it was, anytime it was definitely... he threw some guy that has no idea what the fuck he's. No, I'm not kidding. He has no idea what the fuck he has going on. When he shows up, he looks like that. He don't come on a suitcase. And then it's you what? wonder, you wonder who's driving him. And then all of a sudden, he has his match, and he just walks out back, and you don't see him anymore. <laughs> And nobody, nobody goes. Actually, I think one time Hack said, uh, "Anybody seen Sal?" (laughs) And everybody's like, "No." And then somebody (laughs) made a comment about him like leaving on one of his toy fucking wooden 
like cars or whatever. <laughs> and, and 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 if I'm not mistaken, that was probably the last time that I've ever seen him. But yeah, wrote, I mean, if, he rode off into the sunset in his wooden car. That's fantastic. It, ECW, it's going to get better, and we're and we're clearly going to see it as we go on because we've all seen the stuff already, and we know what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. Eddie, Eddie had nothing to work with. I mean, you know, right? Like, what if somebody says, "Okay, we we, we have a I don't know, just say five thousand dollar budget." You know, you got to pay maybe two to the fucking building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. And how much? What do you think Terry Funk's coming in? Yeah, oh he's yeah, not, he's not working for for Cheetos. That's for sure. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's not passing through on his way to. Uh, you know, I just figure I'd stop by, and if you have I mean, any work for me, this is the this is the guy that quit working for Vince McMahon by leaving him a note that his horse was sick. So he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's well, <laughs> that's like in that documentary, the the hardcore home homecoming or whatever. The documentary, he's basically told. Um, Ty Gordney's like, hey, but if you want me to come up here, it's gonna back, it's gonna bankrupt your company. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because I'm sure Terry was going to be on a salary. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure Terry wasn't going to be on a um because if you, if you're going to get if honestly, I mean, this is my opinion and my opinion only. If you're going to get Terry and Funk invested in your company and you want him involved in long term plans. You have to book him on a salary. That way, you can book him whenever you need to have him. Right. You know, you, you don't let you don't let him book from some, don't let him get booked from some fucking I don't know outlaw you know company you know where it fucks up the date where you you know you go I can't make it. Well, fuck you. You know, I'm <laughs> you know I'm paying you X amount of and it's probably a thousand plus right. dollars a week that you know I want you to be exclusive because. We'll see it as we come along. Terry Funk did a lot of exclusive shit for ECW. Right. Yeah. Where I'm sure, because Eddie Gilbert loved him. And I'm sure you're going to see him start coming up more and more and doing promo and stuff. But, oh, no, I thought it was a, it was a decent show, especially for yeah. a first show on an independent jabroni network like Philadelphia. I don't know what it's called. Sports yeah. something. Something or other. <laughs> Sports Time, Ohio, or wherever. Yeah. Well, that is cool. it. We are done with the first episode of the 2300 pod, and I think it went really well, guys. Thank you for joining me. Thank you all for joining us. And, You're um, welcome. We, we look forward to many, 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 many more episodes of ECW. Chad, thank you for being here, and I'm excited to, uh, to get this show started. Well, I can't wait to be on the show next week because I really had a great time going back and watching on the network, you know, the mm-hmm. old episode. And seeing little things that I didn't recognize the first time that I watched it. And I can't wait to move forward to when we get to the shows that I was at. Yes. And I could have a little more insight. But, yeah, this has been a fantastic uh, journey, and I and I really can't wait to move on. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we will. it's going to be April 13th, 1993, next week on the second edition. Thank you for joining us once again on the 2300 pod, and we will see you next week.